2: what's up guys in case you haven't heard blue wire studios just dropped their first original podcast golden goal the show gives you 10 minute episodes all about soccer legends and the moments that made them whether you're just learning about soccer for the first time or if you're a diehard fan this podcast is a great listen for everyone the final two episodes are live right now or binge the entire season to learn about your favorite soccer stars check out blue wire's golden goal available anywhere you listen to podcasts We are a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of Boomtown Hoops. Uh, very proud of both of those. I'm your host for tonight, Taylor, and I'm also the only one on this podcast, solo pod. Uh, it is Jacob's birthday, so if you guys uh, you guys will listen to this tomorrow, but uh, if you haven't already, go wish him a belated happy birthday. Um, Justin had a lot going on with work. I think Nick had something going on tonight. I think here maybe had something going on with his other podcast, so I'm holding it down. You guys are stuck with me. I'm sorry. Um, just as the Thunder are going to be kind of gearing back up into form with these scrimmages coming up over the next, you know, four or five days before jumping into the resumption of the season, I'm probably a little rusty as well. So, you know, it's, it's kind of nice to, to have this solo pod because I'm sure, um, I'll be doing some of those for some of these post games uh, with the resumption of the season, which we are extremely excited about, and we will jump in to here pretty quickly. Um, I, you know, I, I'm sure as many of you guys have been doing past two days. I've been watching some NBA scrimmages, and I've never been so excited for an NBA scrimmage uh, or a basketball scrimmage, for that matter, that I wasn't playing in um, in my entire life. Uh, I mean, I just, we all were just desperate for basketball. I think a good example of that probably is the whole Bull Bull hype. And rightfully so. I mean, that man was going crazy. Um, and I don't have this stat pulled up, but I heard, I think it was Malika Andrews, who's been down there just as long as anybody uh, with Chris Haynes. I think she reported that he's like one of very few players like one of two players maybe who have ever had the stat line that he did <laughs> like the the blocks the uh the points and the limited minutes that he did during that scrimmage it was a blast to watch him and with all that being said it really was cool to see a guy like Bol, who's battled injuries uh, there's a lot of uncertainty about him which is why he fell so far in the draft and Denver was able to scoop him up And now here Denver is with Bobo, with Michael Porter Jr. potentially coming back. If he can stay healthy and continue to develop into the player that everybody thinks he can be. Then you have Jokic and then all these other young players around them that you can either keep or just trade chips, you know, Um, including some of the older guys like Paul Millsap and uh, Chandler and all these other guys. Uh, I think Denver's in a really great position either way, whether Bobo pans out or not. And uh, a little bit jealous, although us Thunder fans know that we have plenty of draft picks to to pick our own Bow Bowls, Bow Bowls, and uh, Jokic's, and uh Gilda's Alexander's, so I'm not too worried, but uh, nev- nevertheless, it was very exciting and fun to watch Bow Bow. Tonight, actually, I'm recording this podcast around uh, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, and I watched a little bit of JR and Dion with the Lakers. It was pretty awesome to see JR come back out. He did some things towards the end of the game, which was kind of cool, or towards the end of the scrimmage, that was uh, pretty cool. But my favorite part, being a Thunder fan, and if you guys have listened to the uncontested in the past, you guys know we are huge uh, Dion fans. Waiter's Island, hashtag Waiter's Island, and hashtag get your weight up. W A I T. Um, it was awesome. Seriously, seeing him come out here there and contribute. Look, Dion's never gonna be like the ultimate team player or anything like that, but man, he when he goes out there, he's going to get you buckets. And that's exactly what he did in these scrimmages. He showed that he's still in good shape, that he can contribute and can play. And with um, Avery Bradley out for the Lakers I think having a guy like Dion is going to be huge for them and he showed that tonight and so it was really cool to see some of the things that he did I mean um, he had a, some gorgeous passes um, some pull-up threes had a buzzer beater at the end of like the second or first or second quarter um, so with all that being said that was awesome and then the other thing uh, another th- previous Thunder player Victor Oladipo, he's back, and he's actually wanting to play, you know, unless something went wrong that we haven't heard of during these scrimmages, he looked great, he looked in good shape, and it looks like he's going to be playing as well, so a lot of fun and exciting things just in these two short, not even days, I mean, it's like, I think the game started at two, and they end at, like, probably seven, so, like, five hours of basketball each, so 10 hours of basketball so far, uh, basketball scrimmages at that, it's already been a blast, um, there's been a lot of great commentary, about how great the court looks. And it's not just the court. I think it's really, um, the, the whole entire setup really looks great. And uh, I've, I've been really impressed with what the NBA has done so far. I only see that improving, you know, as, as these scrimmages go along, as the NBA learns. Uh, you know, obviously this is brand new for all of us, including the NBA. And so I'm sure they will adapt as well, um, just as teams adapt in the NBA during games or, or after games next time they play a team. The NBA as an organization is going to be doing the same thing, so I only see it improving from here, which is really exciting. I think it's going to be a, uh, a great uh, product that they put out, and I'm really excited to continue to watch it spe- specifically as we kind of dive into these seeding games and also as we dive into the playoffs. So enough about the NBA as a whole. Let's dive into some Thunder-specific stuff. There actually has been quite a bit of content that has happened um, over the past week. And the first of those things I really want to dive into here is the Presti uh, media availability. He, for the first time in a long time, I guess since right before, uh, he was like one of the first people to talk to the media before the Thundercon kind of started practices back their facilities and players were allowed back. But since then, we haven't heard from Sam. And our very own Nick, with Forbes Sports, uh, was able to be on that Zoom call, and actually he was able to uh, record that audio, and we will have that for you guys, dropping here at the end of the podcast, which is great. So if you guys missed it, stay tuned for the end of the podcast, you can listen to like the last 20 minutes or so, we will have that live for you. We're really grateful that Nick did that. Um, If you're not already following him, follow him at crane nba because he's been on top uh, one of the many reporters uh brandon rabar uh, is another one i'm trying to think of somebody at the joe uh joe i can't remember his last name Now with the oklahoman and there's been a, a couple of these guys have been all over the uh, media availabilities for the thunder and nick is absolutely one of those guys he's also been tweeting some stuff out from our accounts during these so be sure to follow uh, the underscore uncontested on twitter because we will have you covered for all the media availability as well specifically as we really kind of start to gear up here so Uh, some of the things that really stood out to me from the Presti interview, you know, he, he met with the media, I guess this was yesterday, uh, Wednesday, July 22nd. And first and foremost, I think this was our first confirmation of Presti actually being in the bubble. And don't get me wrong. Like I expected Presti to be in the bubble at some point, but I wasn't sure if GMs would be there like immediately. I wasn't sure when they would be down there. You know, we heard Adam Silver say, yeah, he'd probably be in and out of the bubble a little bit. And that kind of raised some eyebrows, kind of thought GMs might be in the same boat, but uh, even if Presti wasn't there right when the players and the team got there, which he may be, we don't know exactly when he got there, he obviously is there early, um, because he was there in the bubble in his hotel room doing this availability. He actually mentioned, you know, speaking of being in the bubble, he talked about some people he had ran into, which is really interesting, kind of fun for uh, nostalgia purposes, you know, us being uh, Thunder fans for a long time, we absolutely kind of can relate to this. Um, Presti said he talked about he he talked about running into jeff green um and he showed him a picture of jeff green sam himself clay bennett and kevin durant on draft night and said they all kind of got a chuckle out of it and kind of reminisced and talked about old times and how far they all have come i thought that was really cool and he also made a joke about us seeing mike d'antoni about 70 times a day and nick tweeted that out i thought that was pretty hilarious especially given the uh, whole context of Billy Donovan being on a contract year and all the rumors about Mike D'Antoni potentially not being there to coach the Rockets Tech season. It's kind of funny. Uh, I don't think that's probably why. I, mean, I think it's very coincidental that Presty and D'Antoni have seen each other that often. It's just the way things are set up. But I couldn't help but laugh and chuckle a little bit thinking, you know, um, Mike D'Antoni kind of coming up and knocking on Sam's door. Hey, Sam, you want to grab lunch? Uh, you know, I heard that uh, Sam or that uh, Billy is uh, going to be expiring after this season. You know, just kind of funny. Um, but with all that being said, this is truly our first confirmation that Sam is in the bubble. He's with the team and he's going to probably be with the team um, pending anything awful happening, which God forbid, uh, you know, we already have seen that with guys like Montrezl Harrell and Zion. Um, if this team, and their families, and everything's going well outside of shooters, you know, birth of a child, which we'll get into. Um, I think it's safe to say that Sam will probably be in the bubble with the team for the entirety of the duration um, that the team is staying on the campus of Walt Disney World um, of the worldwide sports. So, some other things, um, some more important things specific to the Thunder. I think one thing that he really, one of the major themes that stood out to me is that he talked very highly of this year's team and he seems as excited as a fans um he certainly recognizes that i I think he was kind of caught off guard even maybe about how successful this team would be and he's really proud and excited about the chemistry just as we are you know i don't think he was expecting that we've heard him talk high about teams in the past um specific like in the past couple years we've heard a lot of him talk about the talent that this team has but He also has talked a lot about the inconsistencies. He certainly was on the same page as us Thunder fans, and he seems to be on the same page again this season, but in a very much more optimistic tone. Um, You know, he mentioned the break was actually really beneficial for the team, and he said that he was happy with how the guy stayed in shape, and he thinks, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast in the past, the past couple of episodes, but a guy like Steven Adams, who comes into the playoffs after a long, grueling 82 games regular season in the NBA He's doing all the dirty work. You know, he's banging with big guys down low. He usually comes into the playoffs with some bumps and bruises, maybe a little limp. <laughs> you know, he's not intricate enough to sit out, but he sure could use a little rest in between the regular season and the playoffs. Well, he sure has got that rest, as many other players did. And I think that's kind of what Pressy's probably alluding to. But then he also jumps to some player development. Um, but before I get into that, there's another a couple other quotes that stood out to me just about the team as a whole. Pressy says, it's a special team. It really is. I want this team to perform well down here because they've done the right things. They've built themselves into a really well-rounded team. And he goes on to say that he wouldn't put any limit on expectations for the team. So again, I think he kind of feels like us fans do. Like, this team has done some really special things. They've exceeded expectations all season long. And I really don't want to do anything to, you know, I didn't want to do anything during the regular season to mess that up. I really want to see how far this team can go, because I think they could potentially really upset some people, um, or upset some teams, I should say, and have some, some success down here with all this uncertainty, a team with certainty, like the OKC Thunder, can really go down here and surprise some people. So I think that's kind of what Presti is alluding to. It was really cool to hear him kind of be on the same page as those Thunder fans, um, Speaking of expectations, he, he acknowledged that the expectations for the team were low this season, heading into the season, because people just expected him to trade players away. Um, some quotes. There are players on our team that other teams would love to have. And then he uh, also talked about why he didn't trade any players. He said, I'll be totally transparent. It didn't mean that there wasn't something at some point of time that could change that. We're not going to lose our mind and be impulsive at any time but he says that the value wasn't worth more than the opportunity to see this team play meaningful games. So what what all does that mean? You know, that's a pressy talk. You know, he's, he's so great with words, as, as our own Nick tweeted from our account the other day, yesterday. Um, but I think what he really is meaning there is, like I said, kind of what us Thunder fans have been saying the entire season. This team is exceeding expectations. They're having a blast together. They have some of the best chemistry we've seen on any Thunder team since the thunder came to OKC, um, and why would I disrupt that unless the ultimate trade came right? Unless another Shea out, you know, another Paul George for Shea Gallo and a plethora of draft picks type trade comes along, why would I disrupt that? And I think you know probably what he's alluding to is a trade such as the Miami Heat. Uh, things didn't really come together. We 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 heard originally that the reason that trade didn't go through was because Gallo wouldn't agree to. Um, the the contract that the Heat were trying to extend to him, but since then we've heard some reporters, specifically like Royce Young, um, who's very plugged in, maybe more than anybody else with the Thunder organization, saying that well it maybe came down to some of the draft picks and protections that the Thunder were looking at as well. So with all that being said, I think that's kind of a specific example that Press maybe is alluding to here, and I'm sure he got phone calls about Chris Paul. I'm sure he got phone calls about gallo other phone calls about gallo uh, probably about shooter as well and what he's saying is none of those were what he was looking for and he he has a lot of leverage here because this team has so much chemistry they're having so much fun why would i blow that up because most importantly uh, all those trades that you know were proposed to me it's not worth seeing uh compared to how far seeing how far this team can go and so I, I, we're just as excited, and like I said, it just kind of comes down to the overall theme uh, that I found that's like, Presti views this team just like we do. Let's see what we can do this year, because next year we're probably going to start the whole reposition, as he calls it. Um, the next—I so I mentioned Schroeder uh, being one of those guys, or at least I mentioned the team. Uh, yeah, it's, he probably has some phone calls about Schroeder. Um, Shooter talked highly on Dennis, um, specifically about the six Man of the Year award. He said quote the thing that doesn't get enough recognition is his willingness to accept the role itself he's a big reason the team is functioning at a high level he's playing the best basketball of his career um, pressey goes on to say that dennis is an elite competitor and we really have heard a ton recently about how much shooter elevates practices from billy from his teammates and to hear here echo that I think just speaks volumes um something else very important and this is just how Presty runs the organization and something I will forever respect about him and the Thunder organization as a whole but he talked about how they're completely supportive of a shooter leaving the bubble for the birth of his child and he Presty even went you know it's went like if he would have said that and looked at that that that's great no way would think anything of it he even took it a step further he said he would have actually questioned Schroeder if Schroeder said no coach or, or sorry no Presti uh, or no Coachability. you know I, I want to stay and, and hang out with my or, you know I play with my teammates I want to try and win a championship Presty went on to say that he would have questioned Schroeder and said are you sure I think you should be there for that and I think that just speaks volumes about Presty, the organization he runs and the, like I said the organization as a whole and finally he mentioned that he doesn't usually campaign for individual awards but Schroeder deserves it um, so you know, I, I thought that was awesome as well. And speaking of in- individual awards, Billy Donovan was another topic that Pressy brought up that I went to, to mention some of these quotes because I found them interesting. He said Billy should be heavily considered for Coach of the Year. Um, obviously, very optimistic, very excited about what Billy's done this season. Uh, Pressy mentioned the way that Billy has coached to his players' strengths and let them play let let them play to their strengths. And he mentioned the point guards as well as specifically Stephen and helping Stephen unlock his passing. And he, he went on to say, somebody asked him, and you guys will hear this at the end of the podcast, but somebody asked him about Billy coming back next season. And he said, those those talks will start in the offseason. Now, you hear that quote specifically, and you probably think like, oh man, that doesn't sound great. But I, the reason I said all those quotes at the beginning is because I think you have to take that in context. I think Presley is very high on Billy. You know, he already kind of had him um, in queue, I guess for lack of a better term, um, when he was already considering... Um, Gosh, just went blank. Scott Brooks' future. (laughs) Um, I think he already kind of had Billy in the pipeline, and so um, to hear him say all those compliments about Billy beforehand and some after that that other comment, I think what he's getting to there is like, look, we don't usually have conversations with these coaches until after the season's over. We're going to focus on going as far, you know, helping this team reach its full potential, and then we need to sit down and talk Um, because you know they probably with COVID and everything else going on haven't had the opportunity to sit down with Billy 101, talk about what Billy's looking for. You know, it Billy can tell him the whole entire Presty, he can tell Presty the whole entire season that, yeah, um, you know, I love it here. This is great. But maybe he'll sit down with, with Preston and say, you know what, this is just a little too stressful for me. Um or maybe he'll say, you know, I I wanna be on a team that's more established. I don't really want to go through this whole rebuild. I don't think any of that's going to happen. I think press, uh, I think Billy would be a great coach for the rebuild with young guys like Shea, Baisley, and all these draft picks, and Dort, and, and others. Um, but I think that's kind of what uh, what Sam's alluding to, is that he hasn't had that opportunity to sit one-on-one with Billy, make sure and confirm that Billy's on the same page, um, obviously talk with his agents, agree to a, a deal that's beneficial for both Billy and the Thunder, and go from there. So all that to say that I think Billy will definitely be back uh, next season. And will probably, they will come to an agreement, but Presti is not focused on that yet. There's way too much that's been going on, and uh, they're, they're focused on seeing how far this team can go, kind of going back to that first thing that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Um, he also talked highly about Chris Paul. He asked if any other player has had a bigger impact on their team this season, and Presti said that he can't wait to watch Chris on a level playing field, and thinks he will excel in that kind of environment. Um, and it was kind of cool. He, he also mentioned guys like Russ and LeBron specifically, on a level playing field and seeing you know how those guys play without the home court advantages and um the fans and you know just it kind of reminds me and so many people have said this but it's so true of aau basketball you're just going out and playing against the the most elite competition in your age group nationwide you know and and in this case in the nba worldwide um no fans nothing but pure you know basketball is purest Purest form. I think that's kind of what Presti's getting at. And that gets me really excited, also. Like he said, seeing guys like Russ, seeing guys like LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, PG, um, and obviously our guys, Chris Paul, Shea, Schroeder, all the above. You know, it's just, it's going to be a blast. So I thought that was interesting. But then there was one final quote that I think kind of wraps up this whole entire um, Presti media availability that I wanted to touch on before we, we transition here. And Presti said that the team wants to be very intentional on how they navigate these times as we as a fan base as the thunder organization uh, the thunder as a whole the the franchise could look back and this time could be a huge milestone on the franchise franchise timeline so i i just found that interesting obviously that, that, that he left a lot of room for interpretation there but i think what he means is kind of what <laughs> uh, what i've been talking about throughout this entire segment something the, the kind of the main thing that stuck out to me is like He's really excited about what this team can do. They've exceeded expectations the whole entire season. And so let's give him a shot, especially with all the uncertainty going on with, with everything, you know, COVID and everything else and the season resuming and the Thunder having some of the most consistency amongst the all the NBA teams in the entire league. Let's see if they can upset some people. Let's, let's, let's see this team to its fullest potential, how far it can go. Let's have fun with this. Before we do start the reposition, as he's called it in the past, and, and kind of start towards that rebuild with uh, some of these younger players with kind of Lee in the way there. So all that to say, there's a lot of content with that press Presti media availability. I'm really excited that, that Nick was able to record that, and we will have that for you guys at the end of this podcast, so stay tuned. Um, my next theme here is uh, kind of a fun one. forgot about dre i think with the thunder franchise and the organization as a whole is trying to tell us throughout this entire bubble um since they've been there so far is that us thunder fans have forgot about dre i know that's kind of a little bit of a cheesy sounder there but there has been so much talk about how good dre has looked and some specific examples sam Presti, during his interview i saved this i didn't want to put that up in the uh and earlier i wanted to say this for, for this segment presley said He's everything that's right with sports, with teams. Even when things aren't going right for you, you're still there for the team. Kind of referring to Dre, um, his, you know, he kind of had some low points over the past two seasons, not being able to play a ton of setbacks, but he was there for the team every step of the way. Um, Nader said that Dre's shooting the ball better than he's ever shot. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, Shea said he's the smartest uh, player or smartest defensive player I've ever been around. Billy. Coach Donovan said that he's not at the level defensively that he was at prior to the injury, but Billy thinks that he can get there. Uh, Billy said everyone will be available for tomorrow's scrimmages, and that includes Dre, which means we actually will see Dre on a basketball floor, um, hopefully, knock on wood, which seems crazy. Uh, that's been even longer than this whole pandemic, which is wild. <laughs> and, and so I think my whole and there, there's been plenty of other quotes. Uh, a lot of his different teammates. I think Steven Adams, um, Schroeder, many other guys have talked about how great Dre looks so here's my question is he really looking this good or is this for kind of for his mentality so what i mean by that is i asked this to uh call our and we call our, we're kind of going back and forth in our, our uncontested slack and you know we were kind of joking around like if the guys are talking him up this much shoot he better be like defensive player of the year level when he gets back out there on the court and he's not going to be that's completely ridiculous to even expect that um, but what I'm getting at is like, I almost wonder, even if he's, I, I think he is looking good first and foremost. Um, he's probably looked the best he's ever been, uh, since his injury. I think he is definitely available to play. I think we will see him as soon as tomorrow's scrimmages. If you guys are listening, uh, Friday would be today's scrimmages. But with that being said, and I've talked about this for the past year and a half, or shoot, it, I guess before Dre's injuries, so almost two years ago, Dre's an incredibly mental player. And I say that, you know, and, and that kind of has like negative, uh, a negative vibe around it I don't mean it negatively at all there's a lot of players who are like that they're very methodical they think things through to the extreme um, and I think that was a huge reason for his shooting for example some of his offense some of his free throws he thinks too much um, and I won't go into all the reasons because I've done that in the past on this podcast as some of us have here on the, the uncontested but I say all this because I, I, I kind of know that this season as well There were some interesting comments i didn't go back to dig up uh, from billy from other people in the organization kind of talking about well you know dre kind of alluding to that dre was there physically but maybe not there mentally quite yet to go on the floor and compete and that's completely understandable can you imagine going out somewhere that you you know a place you love to do so i i've been enjoying playing golf i can only imagine if i went out on the golf course and i got like beamed in the head by a golf ball and i like almost died that's a little extreme (laughs) (laughs) but, I mean, I probably would be a little scared to step back out on the golf course. Again, extreme example, but if you're Dre and you almost lose your knee and can never play or do anything athletically ever again, and then you recover, thankfully, but you might be a little hesitant to to step back out on the basketball court. And um, I think, you know, so there were some of those comments from Billy and some of the other people within the organization uh, throughout this season, and then all of a sudden we see right before the hiatus that Dre goes off to L.A., and that the uh, uh, you know approved by the team they let him go back to LA and do kind of his own rehab under the supervision of some of the team doctors etc. and so i that just kind of i think puts more fuel on the fire right like he needed to get away he needed to get his mind right he was frustrated and rightfully so all these setbacks he for whatever reason didn't feel like he was able to go out there and compete and i think this time off maybe really did drew wonders he was able to clear his head Hang out with his teammates. He's able to go through a training camp again instead of just being thrown out in the fire in the middle of a season, and much less like be almost the beginning of the playoffs if the season had a pause. And he's on the same level essentially as all these other guys, getting to gear up with them. I think that's been huge for him. And I so I say all that to say that I think some of these comments um, they're really talking Dre up. Don't expect Dre to be defensive player of the year, Dre expect a really solid Dre and realize that some of these comments are probably just there to kind of uh, encourage him and try and uh, keep him in high spirits, get him out there on the court for the first time. Then from there, it's all Dre. He'll get comfortable. He'll he'll fall back in his place, and he'll just improve his conditioning from there and knock on wood. um, Hopefully he stays healthy. So I actually got a Discord question kind of on that line. What are your expectations tomorrow for Andre's first game in, in over 900 days? Also, what's your prediction Andre's minutes and Fugles made for tomorrow's game? And um, I honestly, I don't think we should expect too much. I think it's just going to be really exciting seeing him out there on the floor in general. I think he's going to look like an actual basketball player. He's not going to look injured. He's going to look like kind of the old Dre, just not as intense. Um, but again, it's a scrimmage, so it's really hard to tell. My expectations are that we'll see about 10 minutes per game. Or, sorry we'll it's probably see him log about 10 minutes tomorrow um shoot probably like one of three shooting he's not going to shoot very much don't expect anything crazy but i think we'll see some old dre flashes like some some backdoor cuts some things of that nature where he will shoot the ball you know maybe some fast breaks the way this team plays and dre's running the floor he gets a fast break so we could see him having anywhere from two to six points but it's not gonna be anything crazy But I think it's going to be very optimistic. We're going to see flashes of the old Dre on defense. We're going to see flashes of the old Dre on offense coming to the rim, things of that nature. Um, I don't think we're going to see anything too crazy like Dre trying to shoot a bunch of threes or just playing lockdown defense on some of these guys. Um, With all that being said, I think we need to kind of tamper our expectations but realize that he's probably going to look good enough. We're going to be excited about it. And I think come our post-game scrimmage podcast tomorrow, we're going to be talking about how Dre uh, does actually look healthy. He just needs his conditioning And once he does, he'll be able to potentially play the rest of the season and into the playoffs. Now, would I bet on Andre Robertson on coming back full strength? Well, if I were to bet. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to bet than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action for this week's Big UFC Fight, or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back? Well, as Thunder fans know that our team's coming back tomorrow, but BetOnline has future odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league champ- championships. Or check out daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, one word. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. So... I've got one more overall topic that's kind of stood out to me um, throughout the Thunder's time and the bubble that I really want to jump in on because I'm really excited about it. have a couple Discord questions at the end that didn't really fit into any of these themes, and then I will plug in Nick's uh, Presti audio before we get out of here. So that topic that I really want to jump into is Shea Gil's Alexander. Um, obviously, we've been very excited about Shea the entire season. Uh, if you guys go back and listen to our Under the Bubble series, the most recent episode, I actually got to talk with Garrett um, of allclippers.com. We discussed the Clippers, but then we jumped into the Shay, you know, the, obviously the, the big trade, the PG Shay trade, Gala trade. And one of the things that we mentioned is kind of looking back on it in hindsight. You know, at the beginning of the trade, we were talking about, look at all these trap picks. This is awesome. Oh, and we get this this young developing player in Shay. This will be really cool to see how he turns out. Now it's like, oh my gosh, we got Shay. And we got all these draft picks. It's so different now, just seeing the improvement that Shea has had. And obviously a lot of that has to do with Chris Paul and some of these other trades. But with all that being said, um, the Thunder and the organization as a whole has only thrown fuel on the fire. I used that term earlier. They really have since they've been in the bubble talking about Shea. You know, I I actually have here if if Dre is being hyped up right now, then Shea is pretty much being worshiped. (laughs) Uh, Many people are talking about the leap that Shea has made, including Sam Presti. Again, I I left this quote out earlier because I wanted to mention it here. Um, He said that we knew he was an extraordinary talent, and he went on to say that Shea improved his body and playmaking during the hiatus. That when uh, one of the early practices, Shea did some move and just kind of made him like basically flutter. <laughs> um, like he just almost couldn't believe it. And that's when he knew like, yeah, th- th- this is our, this is one of our guys moving forward. Um, Noel, there was Noel. Thankfully he's back from his ankle injury, knock on wood. Hopefully he doesn't flare back up. Um, but per Rainer Rabar of Daily Thunder, he had a really good uh, direct quote of Noel. I, I saw a lot of summaries, but he had the per- uh, the direct quote from Noel here about Shea. Um, and Noel said, I don't think y'all have seen it yet. What I've noticed from Shay post-COVID the game is really so down for him. I think this next stretch of the playoffs will show his maturity and how he's grown. And then from there, if that wasn't enough, the one, the only Chris Paul, um, you know he's not going to sugarcoat things. And he said very, very to the point, he's going to be a star in this league. He being Shea. And then finally, I was listening to the Hoop Collective with Brian Windhorst this morning. And he had a, a interesting segment on the Thunder, um, kind of talking about how they were the one teams, like I said, that had consistency, knock on wood, didn't really have any major COVID tests, um, had great chemistry. And um, then he kind of went on to said, like, look, I wouldn't say that the Thunder could win at all. You know, he kind of did his whole Wendy uh, Winehorse thing. But one thing that really stood out to me, he said, and he even made an aside to say this, and a side point, he said that people inside the Thunder organization that he's talked to have been saying Shay has taken a big leap during the hiatus. And that's not a direct quote. Um, I actually recorded that segment of the podcast. So go to our uh, Twitter, at the uncontested, and I have that, that screen recording there for you guys. And you can listen to it directly, but basically, basically he's saying what we've heard is just like, Shay's taken a, ba- a big leap. And we've talked about this a little bit on previous episodes, but how enough time has passed between... Um, you know, that, that pause in the season mid-March against the right before the, the game against the Jazz to now, um, or, or to win the will play on August 1st, that's just as much, if not more time, than actual NBA offseason. And Shea obviously has used that time to develop his body to get bigger and stronger. And uh, even though he maybe wasn't supposed to be, just as we hoped, he was actually in the gym. He found a gym. He's been working on his game. And that's just awesome to see. And I'm just uh, extremely excited to see how well uh, Shea plays. Uh, we actually had a question Another Discord question from Kate Kimball. Uh, he asked for Shea's stat line, and he left that very ambiguous. <laughs> um, if, yes, you guys can go back, if you're thinking overall, go back to um, our bet podcast that we did. Last weekend, our group podcast, we actually took bets on the thunder resumption of the season, and it wasn't just, like, funny or anything like that. Like, we had a lot of fun with it. It was really funny, but we all uh, use actual content and were able to uh, discuss the season resumption in a really fun way, and there's some really good content there as well. And one of the things we discussed was Shay, just how big of a leap will it be? I'm under the impression it's not going to be a like gigantic leap where he's averaging like 28 points a game or anything like that, but I think it is going to be a big leap. So basically, Kamiar, Kamiar and I had a bet of just how big of a leap is it going to be. I said it's going to be pretty big, but let's tamper our expectations just a tad. Um, I think it's like you know, 23 or so points. I can't even remember what I said. I think he's averaging like 21 right now. 23 points per game, um, increases rebounds by one or two, and his assists by another two assists. And Kamiar was saying you know, he could, uh, another two points per game than what I was saying. So, all that to say, there's high expectations for Shea, and I'm really, really excited to see what he's going to be able to do through the season resumption, but for tomorrow, uh, again, let's tamper our expectations a little bit. I think we're going to see flashes what the, all of what uh, all the people within the Thunder organization are saying. I think we're going to see some things early on, specifically in the first, maybe second quarters, that really make our jaws drop, and we're just like, wow, Shea really has made that jump. But, He's not going to put up any crazy stat lines tomorrow because it's a scrimmage. I can see he's not going to get crazy playing time either because we want him healthy when it really matters. We're going to use these games as preseason games to warm up for when it really matters. And so don't think of any crazy stat lines for tomorrow. Just be looking for some of those moments that these guys are talking about. So in the last topic, I've alluded to it the entire podcast before I plug in Nick's audio we finally get thunder basketball tomorrow thunder basketball is back even if it's scrimmages these guys are playing against opposing teams on a basketball court an official nba scrimmage that we get to watch um, on the thunder nba i've seen a lot of people ask about this you can if you're out of uh, the oklahoma area or the the thunder broadcast area i guess fox sports whatever it would be you can watch it on the nba tv app they are the nba tv um, the nba app if you have nba tv subscription they Will have that uh, going on just like the other games. But if you're like me and in the um the in Oklahoma and in the uh the Oklahoma City broadcast area, we will be able to watch it on the Thunder app. So be sure to go and download the Thunder app, they will have it broadcasted live at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm really excited. So they play the Boston Celtics, which is really kind of interesting because that was the second last game before the hiatus, and that was where really the last time we got to see the Thunder in action where it was an incredibly close game. Um, You know, um, shut me up if you've heard that before. (laughs) It seemed like every game this season. But that was where um, Chris Paul and Schroeder, I can't even remember who had the ball now. I think it was Kimba. And um, Schroeder comes up, gets a steal, goes and gets the layup, um, and the Thunder go up one with, like, six seconds left, and they end up winning the game, just an incredible game, we had a, a blast watching it, uh, go back and listen to our Under the Bubble series again, um, the episode with Keith Smith, where he previews the Celtics with us, we actually discussed that game a little bit, and just how fun it was, um, that was like almost playoff, bas- not almost, it was playoff basketball level, especially that second half, and, um, the fact that they get to kind of gear back up with the Celtics again, neither team will be at full strength. They're going to kind of be holding some stuff back because, like I said, it's a scrimmage. But um, it'll be really fun to kind of see these uh, those starting fives going head to head, especially the first and second quarters. It's kind of what I've noticed throughout these scrimmages is like, uh you know, these teams are going to be um, kind of almost back to normal and kind of gearing up, and getting ready for the 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 season resumption and the playoffs. Those first and second quarters, and then from there, obviously give those guys rest don't risk any injuries and then throw in your reserves and so um all that to say i think it'll be a lot of fun and kind of telling to see where each team is at from a condition standpoint and a health standpoint um and chemistry standpoint even you know at the, the first quarter and a half first two quarters maybe so really excited about this celtics matchup um and that being said, I'm really excited about all these scrimmages. The Thunder really have a good slate of scrimmages. Um, kind of got lucky by the league. And what I mean by that is uh, it, scrimmages obviously doesn't matter. There's just no record. So you want to play some of the better teams. Um, and what the, the Thunder get to do is they kind of get to gear themselves up against each, each team and kind of gauge themselves against each, each team. All three playoff caliber teams. The next game is Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Um, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And that's against the 76ers another obviously playoff team there's been some really fun games over the past two seasons even even though you know last season is very different from this one against the sixers and it'll be really kind of interesting to see uh, how each team treats their second scrimmage of the season uh season resumption do they kind of gear it up a little more do we see three quarters this time of competitive basketball do we like you know three quarters of, of, of normal rotations from each team compared to just maybe one and a half or two um and then the Blazers, we get them on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Fully healthy Blazers, knock on wood. Zach Collins is back and Nurkic is back with CJ and Dame. Um, and I expect that one especially to kind of be almost back to normal. Like we're playing some serious basketball here. Um, you know, these guys are going to be ready to play, um, they're, they're, they're going to try and get in, in complete game shape so that way they can hit the ground running when it comes to these seeding games. And um, a team like the Blazers, who's really trying to make the playoffs, make that playoff push and make up for lost time with some of these injuries, I think they'll be ready to go. And they're going to be tr- treating this as a game to kind of uh, see where they are in terms of playoff contention against the Thunder. And I expect the Thunder to, you know, when push comes to shove, they're going to shove back. And so I'm really excited for that one on, uh, what I say, Tuesday, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. And, like I said, all those, those are just scrimmage games. That's all before resuming where we left off with the Utah Jazz August 1st. Hopefully, this time, <laughs> the game goes uh, actually goes on. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, everything is well. No, we, we continue to have no COVID cases in the bubble, which is incredible. Just a side note, an incredible job by the NBA so far. Let's hope that continues. Let's hope the Thunder and Jazz actually get to play this time on August 1st. And you better believe that the Uncontested will have you guys cover the entire the entirety of the way as well as boomtown hoops because we are ecstatic about the season resuming and uh, we are under the belief kind of like talked about earlier on with presti's um, comments and kind of what he believes and how what i took from that that kind of echoes what us fans fans believe this team really can make something happen here i'm not saying they're gonna win the championship they probably aren't (laughs) but i think they can go much far further than uh, a lot of people are giving them credit for will continue to exceed expectations the entirety of the way, wherever they end up. And uh, I can't wait. I'm just, I feel blessed to have basketball back. A little bit of, uh, of normal coming back into our lives and uh, something just I genuinely love um, and, and love following, love covering, as you guys can tell. <laughs> um, really excited for Thunder basketball to be back and the NBA as a whole. So um, before I plug in Nick's Presti interview, or sorry, not interview, uh, pressy's media av- availability, I have two more Discord questions left from the Boomtown Discord that I was not able to kind of fit in with my outline. So I want to cover those really quick. Drian asks, Will Steven hit a three? And uh, I'm just gonna be as as blunt as Steven was when he was asked this, <laughs> and that's the reason I am, because Steven said no. <laughs> Basically. You know, he he shut down pretty quickly when Andrew Schlecked of Down to Dunk I'm asked him that question. He he pretty much said, Yeah, don't expect that. And that's just the way Steven is. I think he could if he wanted to, you know, we've even seen, there's been pictures of him shooting them uh, in practices at the bubble, but that's not the way, that's not the kind of player that Steven is, he's a team player, um, I don't, I don't think he will, unless it's another half-court heave, basically, and we'll leave it at that, but that's a great question, because if we hadn't had that interview with Steven, that media availability, I don't think we, you know, I, I probably would be like, yeah, like, he definitely could be, we saw a picture of him shooting at practice, so, um, then the last one last discord question i have was from jack he asked over under four and a half wins for okc in seating games and i love this because i think jack's spot on i haven't even looked at lines yet but if i'm looking at overall um the over under four seating games for okc i think four and a half is like right there on the money And I'm going to go ahead and take the over here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with five. I think five and three is pretty realistic considering all the outside circumstances, especially if if Shooter isn't going to be there. That might even be a little optimistic. But uh, I'm still feeling good. Like I said, uh, looking at the schedule that the Thunder have and just taking all the outside um, information into consideration. Again, the, the Shea hype, maybe having Dre back. Dre can maybe fill in some of those minutes where Shooter is out. I think Jacob mentioned that on our last group pod. So with that being said, I'm going going to take the over, excuse me, because I think they are uh, probably going to hit five wins and end up going five and three, which I think would be fantastic. So now I'm going to plug you guys uh, into Nick's Presti Media Availability recording that he gave us. I'm going to plug that in here to our podcast, and then we will get out of here. The crane, go ahead, Nick.
3: Hey Sam. So there's been a lot of talk about Shea's development. Um, can you go back about a year ago and talk us through um, what you thought his ceiling was, what type of player he was at the time that you acquired him, and how that's changed now, and where you think his ceiling is, and what kind of player he could be for this team going forward? Sure. So one thing I'd say, Nick, is we we're really careful about making like really um, concrete like estimations or evaluations on players until we get them i just think you got to give everybody a a clean a clean canvas um that would be for people and or players um because i I like to think that like you know we're going to evaluate people on their own merit so there's no way you can really know about a player um or a person for that matter until you're with them every day in your environment so, we knew he was extraordinarily talented, and we had watched him, but you know that's that's worth a cup of coffee until you actually have somebody and you know, observe their work habits and the way they interact within the organization and the team and um, you know their their true skill level. Um, I will say that we had some some open gym sessions in um, over the summer. Chris it was Chris I remember Chris was there. Um, because he had come in, and we, that's when everyone started coming like around to play. And we were in the blue building because our the ION building was being um, – the floor was getting finished. And I watched – I just the first time I really got to settle in and watch him closely since he was at Kentucky, you know. And uh, he made a couple finishes around the basket that – really got my, really kind of like, kind of sat me up a little bit. I think it was standing up, but, but it kind of jolted me a little bit. And, and I realized he's, he's on the way up. Like there's some crafty, some finesse parts of this game that, um, you know, you're, you're starting to see, or maybe uncover a little bit that you didn't realize before what he's done during the hiatus though, has been another one of those, cause physically, he's put a lot of time into his body. I think he looks a little different physically, which helps. Um, obviously for him, um, I think his playmaking is is improving, um, but I I wouldn't put a ceiling on the player because I think that um or even an estimation because so so many things play into that, you know it's 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 who they're playing with it's um opportunity it's work ethic it's 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 it's, it's you know their ability to stay focused and and avoid distractions and. He's, he's hitting all the marks right now, you know, and, and these next two or three summers are going to be huge vaults for him. Um, but, uh, I mean, he's just been excellent in every way since we've had him. And, but, I, again, I, I don't want to pretend like we know anything or we knew anything. Um, people asked me when we had Sabonis, like, how much I thought he'd play, and I, I, don't know. <laughs> I didn't know how much he played, play. But, you know, he started at the four because we had Steven, and that was the best way to get him on the floor because he's a winning player. Um, you know, so again, Baisley, I didn't, we didn't know how much he'd play. So kind of let everybody develop on their own merits, only to say that opportunity matters. Got to have opportunity, you know, you have to earn it. But if you get opportunity, guys generally start to improve and settle in and and, and grow a little bit. And Shays doing that. I think he's going to do that for quite a while.
0: Thanks, Sam.
2: Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Nick. Let's go. So, okay, I kind of lied there. Uh, I didn't realize that until I added the audio file or the video file, I guess, into GarageBand. That was actually just (laughs) Pressy's response to Nick's specific question, which, in my opinion, was probably the most articulate answer that Sam gave in the entire uh, interview or media availability that we were, uh, at least that was a report on. So um, with that being said, we're very grateful that Nick got that. Um, That was an extremely awesome answer on Shay that I talked on a little bit ago in the podcast very applicable so thank you again nick be sure to follow him at crane nba um shout out to our sponsor betonline.ag had a lot of fun this podcast getting to kind of ramble with you guys again um and betonline.ag is our official sponsor be sure to check them out and use the promo code blue Wire. also boomtown hoops we are the official podcast of boomtown hoops and we are very proud of that not only that we're having a ton of fun in their discord um discord is very similar it's basically just a, a a chatting room where you can go in on these different channels and chat about different topics and one of the major things that we're going to be doing is we're going to have uh different topics for each game each breakdown starting tomorrow you don't want to be left out We're trying to make this like Thunder Twitter back in the glory days. So be sure to go to er, to Boomtown Hoops, excuse me, boomtownhoops.com. You'll see a little Discord button. Click on that button. Join the Discord. Come talk Thunder basketball with us live during the games, after the games, everything in between. So be sure to join the Boomtown Discord and check out Boomtown Hoops. And uh, we actually will be recording another podcast for you guys tomorrow night, post-game post scrimmage i guess podcast and we are so excited to be able to jump back into this so if you guys have enjoyed what you've listened to go to wherever you listen to your podcast leave us a five-star review that helps us out a ton we we'll continue to get great content just like what nick dropped for you guys a little bit ago with that pressy segment so uh thank you guys again we're almost there we're like hours away from thunder basketball we have made it take that covid and as always thunder up friends
0: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.
1: The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better.